Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. All right, we don't really have like an intro for this thing. So maybe that is the intro, me saying there's no intro, but the show's called, uh, um, what is it? I'm just kidding. Misunderstood with Papa Rick. Ah, okay. You know? All right, let's try it out. <laughs> try it out for size. I want to say it. Yeah. Kind of spin off of the like Papa Smurf concept. I feel like that's what I kind of relate to. I've been trying to, you know, figure myself out, as Thanks. you know, yeah. trying different things, business ventures, putting on fucking events and shit with you guys that <laughs> over the years, man. Like, yeah. dude, all of that was part of this journey, man. Yeah. Like, all that shit. Like, I know. You guys. The conversations we've had, Paris, man, that Vegas trip, dude. That was lit. I will never forget that I'm Vegas mad trip. I forgot my ID. You guys went to Vegas without me? No, this was like a minute ago. Like a, this was not like I first, first met Rick. Yeah. We went, the first time I met Paris. We went to Vegas. Yeah. I said, was, let's go go with us. It was, and he's like, no, no, I can't. And I'm like, you, you can. You can. You don't have to go. I'm just saying you can. And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, so then choose. He's like, no, I can't go. I go. No, but you just said you can. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I can. I just, so you don't want to go. He goes, no, I want to go. I'm like, let's go. Was, and I was like, dude, you should go. Because I feel like if you go, it's going to be worth it. It was with his brother, London. Yeah. So I was going went, with London. We, we both went. He pulled up and was like, yo, you ready to go? And at the time, I was in like a toxic relationship. Yeah. And like, I was just thinking about telling this girl, I'm about to go to Vegas. And I just, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And he was like, no, nah, you should come. So, you know, I put on my big boy pants and I was like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. Dude. So we went to Vegas, but I didn't have an ID at the time. Dang. So I was kind of limited on what I had to do. Y'all couldn't sneak them in? We, we got into the club and stuff like I mean, that. you guys, you have a twin, bro. Why couldn't you use right. his ID? No, we did. We did. We did. We did. He he went in. Yeah, I would go in with London and then come yeah, back out, with give me the ID. Yeah, and so boom, boom. You know. yeah. so it, it worked, but I would have liked to have my ID because yeah. we did more stuff. Yeah. But yeah. It, was, it, was a cool, it was a cool trip. But I feel like the ride was probably just yes. as important because it was like three hours of like just talking, talking. And talking about life. It was just you, know? you three? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Why do we... I don't even know why we went to Vegas. You had a... I think you had some business out there to do or something. I don't remember the business part. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't. I don't really remember the trip other than we, really we, we got point. you to go. <laughs> we really went to I honestly point. don't remember... Because, you know, there after... Was no business. Like, years <laughs> go by and you smoke, you know, a lot of weed. Yeah. And, uh, like, you start forgetting stuff. I don't remember. Like, you have selective memory. You only have so much room in your head for events. You start, yeah. like, filing them under like headings you can't remember every fucking thing right so remember highlights but the only thing i remember about that trip is that we got you to go yeah and that we were like talking about philosophy the whole time and you didn't know what you wanted to do and then then you you tried we were gonna work we worked together a little bit you were doing some video for me remember yeah. and you were very talented man right? right and then uh but then you we had a lot of talks about doing what you love. Because I wasn't, because in the relationship at the time, I wasn't doing music for like a year and a right. half. Like I just Damn. didn't have the energy or the capacity, mind capacity to do music. So I didn't do music. So I just kind of like picked up a camera and kind of just like, that's what it was for like a couple months. And then, right. but doing the car ride, it was kind of just like Rick telling me like, yo, like it's what you love, man, go do it. And then it was just like, he actually helped me get out of my depression. Like yeah. it was crazy. Like you helped me a lot. Rick's good for that. Yeah. Appreciate he helps that, a lot of people, man. 
tell me, tell me more because I need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, let me just say, when you choose something you don't love, man, that fucks with your confidence because you, you suck at it. Yes. <laughs> or you do it, but you're dragging your ass and you don't feel good about yourself because you know the truth. You know you're like barely getting to work and like, oh man, I don't want to do this. And you're just like punching a clock or whatever. You don't feel good. You get more and more, you know, you know, your self-esteem suffers with that. So it's very hard to man to have the confidence to pursue what you think you really want to do. Yeah. If you don't think you're good enough, you know. So that was a that was a good trip for both of us, man. Because I I was evolving during that time too, and trying yeah. to like start new businesses, and you know what I mean. So everybody, I came in contact with a lot of people over the last five years when I really opened up and started thinking everything's possible. And working with artists helped me, man, because I worked with people that dreamt big and I never, I was never around that. Yeah. Seriously, man, that helped me a lot. Like you, Sam, you know, all those people that, you know, were like going after their dreams, doing yeah. what they love, struggling, but were like, fuck Still it. Still making it I'm happen. gonna grind it out. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you see success and you go, damn, people do it. People do it. I mean, you just got to stick to it. And sometimes it won't be exactly what you thought it would be, yeah. right? But it could be in the field that you're interested in. Like, if you stick to music and you're in the music industry for 20 years and you don't fuck up, you're going to be somewhere, man. You're going to be doing, you're going to be producing music. You're going to be recruiting artists. You're going to be choreographing. You're going to be writing songs. You're going to be singing. You're going to be performing. You're going to be doing mm -hmm. something unless you give up and, don't make it because you run out of gas, run out of See, money, whatever it is. I feel like with success, I mean, what I've been thinking like recently, like for the last like three months, I feel like <clears throat> like our success is like, say if like the people who believe in me and uh, that I inspire, like say I just drop everything right now. All those people that are inspired by me won't fulfill their dreams because I feel like our success is tied into other people's success as well. Absolutely, dude. So it's just like... It's not honest to have to do it for other people but that is a good motivator if yeah that's important to you just, just know because it's just like if i stop all the people who believe in me will stop yeah. the people who that's believed deep. in me and who rooted for me or i inspire on a day-to-day -day basis or whatever the case may right. be so it's just kind of something to keep in mind just like dude i mean i gotta keep going you know what i mean because the print there's a principle that that reminds me of which is whether you're religious or not which look i'm not religious but it's always more effective, I think, to have a bigger purpose. Yeah. Because times are going to get tough. This game is hard. It's like set up to be hard. Yeah. You shouldn't be surprised that every step of the way is a challenge, man. It's like doing a puzzle. You know what I mean? Like with a thousand pieces. Like yeah. you're not going to go, oh, it fits right. Perfect. No, it's going to be like, oh, fuck. I thought that fit. Damn. Ah, all right, damn, this is like the 20th damn piece. Like, you got to build a team. Mm -hmm. There's a lot you have to do, by the way. It's not just you yeah. making music. You need to have the right team, and that's puzzle pieces, yeah. and you're going to have to get the wrong. There's no way you're going to pick all the right pieces. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, facts. <laughs> you probably already experienced that. Yeah, multiple so times. if you're going to give up before the, the puzzle's complete, that's on you. Yeah. But you didn't know any better, maybe, but I'm telling you. So maybe... This is actually something I, 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 I realized recently, so I'm glad it came up because that puzzle analogy is so like yeah. spot on, man. It's like every business, every job, 
every the parenting, everything I've ever done, life, life is very analogous to a puzzle, dude. Mm. Because like, right? Don't you feel like, God damn it, can't one thing be easy? Yeah. And once in a while you go, oh shit, that fit. Fuck, Perfect. dude, the cable works. Sweet, yeah. right? Yeah. But usually, like for anything, anything, making something, a construct, it's like, fuck, I thought that fit. Dang it. All right. It looks so it's perfect. And then you try, you try relationships, people. You got to go through a lot of girls or boys or to whatever it is it. to figure out who fits you, your puzzle. And your puzzle piece is not a simple little thousand piece shape. Yeah. It's more like a million pieces, really, because everyone's customized. There's never been a piece like you. It's all unique, dude. A lot of layers. A lot of dimensions, a lot of emotions, a lot of like wrong ideas, like abuse, like stories you told yourself or someone told you you're bad, you're not good, you're nothing, whatever. That fucks you up, man. That shit fucks you up. That's kind of why I want to do this more than anything is to like free people's mental prisons, man. Because I, I was in one. I'm not saying I'm totally free, but I'm so aware of when like that's why i'm not superstitious to like a point like when somebody tries to give me a lucky rabbit i'm like hey i really appreciate that i just don't want to be driven by anything like luck wise because i want to try to like play 100 percent and like take responsibility for shit yeah, yeah. i don't want to be like oh come on rabbit's foot <laughs> you know what I'm, that's not gonna work man that's not how the game i'm trying yeah. to be the best player i'm trying to do the best with what i was given Right? Definitely. You can't control the game, but you can control the player. Factious. I, I agree 100%. And you are in control of that motherfucker, whether you like it or not. He might be a little bit overweight, <laughs> right? He's trying to get that 15 pounds that he just can't. Shit. He's getting there. Hey, 13 to go. Yeah. I did gain one pound back, but I was down to 13 to go. Right? I'm just yeah. saying, man, like, but I, you know what? I learned to accept myself at all times. That's, that was key, dude. Not to keep like riffing here, but yeah. like, I'm just saying, like, how did I get myself better? Cause I was like a three out of 10 in terms of like effective, like an effective person. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And now I feel like I'm more like a seven or eight. That's a lot of work, dude. Yeah, that's like for every year one's level it's like one level for every year I think if you're at a three like if you're at a three confidence or self-esteem like you just feel like you're a piece of shit it's gonna take you like a year probably for every level you can't be like giving up just because it didn't work right away that was a big realization I keep telling Josh change is slow if you didn't figure that out you, you probably haven't changed because until I realized that, I kept giving up. Like, oh, fuck. I can't lose weight. I can't get in shape. I gain it all back. Now I just get right on the horse. Because I'm like, even if I fall off, I'm like, change is slow. I got to sometimes take a step back. Yeah. And I may not like it, but I'll just go, all right. All right, dude. Next time, maybe don't eat the whole half gallon of ice cream. <laughs> but hey, I'm doing Peloton. I have a right to eat some ice cream once in a while. <laughs> I am like, I need to get to my goal weight with ice cream. That's my goal. <laughs> with ice cream? Yeah. I want ice cream to be in my life. Yeah. Like once a month, maybe. Something. Yeah. I'm not giving up on ice cream yet. Yeah. 
that's the problem. I think if I had given up ice cream a year ago, I might be like a couple pounds away. Yeah. That thing adds 10 pounds, man, that, that addiction. But, you know, nobody's perfect, man. You know, I got a lot of demons still that I'm having to battle at times. Yeah. A lot less frequently, but they're there, man. You know, the like anger that you might have harbored still for, you know, father <laughs> or maybe mother for like whatever for maybe even for mother for being in some or in, in situations like that i don't know yeah. whatever your case may be you know but definitely but i definitely improve by like paying attention to that shit like yeah. noticing catching myself and like damn I'm getting angry right now okay is that really is that really a big deal was that really personal? You know, like I just started rethinking everything, man. I was telling Josh that if I was talking to me when I was his age, 23, I go, I would have had to go through everything. Like, dude, women? No. It's not what you think, man. Nope. Uh, relationships? No, dude, no. Silent treatment? No, don't, please. Rick, please do me a fucking favor. For the next 10 years, you're going to do the silent treatment. Don't do that shit. Dude, I used to tell my ex, you know what? Don't talk to me then for four days. Like, put a fucking limit on that shit. Yeah. I misunderstood a lot of shit. And I was misunderstood, too, because I didn't know who the hell I was, nor did anybody else. Yeah. I didn't know how to follow my instincts at all. Accounting. What the hell? What was I thinking? My kids are like, what, was, what were you thinking, Dad? I'm like, that's how like blind I was with my mental prison. My, like, I was just told, no, you go to college, you figure it out. Everyone does that. And then like, all right, it was my second year. I already tried biology, chemistry, being a doctor. Okay. The guy's like, accounting is really like steady. Like economy goes up, economy goes down. You got a job. I'm like, and you're good at math, you said. I'm like, yeah, accounting. I'm like, okay. That's a dumb reason to pick your future, dude. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. It's not even you picking your future. Right. It's somebody else. Dude, I look, I already know if I could go back, I would have probably tried drama, like film. And I and I ended up getting back into it back door, like having a 25-year Nelson Mandela prison sentence in the corporate and cubicle mm -hmm. offices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I did actually very well. That was the, the trick. Like, just because you're doing well doesn't mean you're happy, man. Yeah. I was making good money, but like, I wasn't happy. And that's like, I want to make money. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I got to feed my kids and all yeah. that. So I'm not an, I'm a realist, but like, I'm working so much harder now on this podcast, even like every day. It's not even work. It's like, and I understand maybe I won't make money with this, but we're working hard on this business plan, this whiskey distillery, right? Like with a business partner I believe in, we like it's not just some it's something I've I've been building toward. It didn't happen overnight. Like I kept working, but started doing things I like, started investing a little bit of money in film production so I could get access to the set and would take time off work to go to the set. Mm -hmm. And I've met people. That was it. It was no secret. Yeah. People are like, how did you become an executive producer? Like, 
it's really not that complicated. First of all, you can any you put money in a movie, you, you can be an executive producer a lot of times, right? Yeah. If you just want the title, right? And then the rest is like, yeah, dude, put twenty grand in some documentary, then you get access to the set. They're like, thank you, sir. Wow, you contributed to my movie. They, they will like treat you like royalty and take you on the set. Come anytime you want to stand behind the camera. Just can you stand on that side? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, post that shit, yeah. like. People don't realize it's not that hard. They just make it seem hard to themselves because it seems like, well, you don't. I was told by my wife, <laughs> now she understands a little more, like that things are possible. She's like, you can't just make movies. Like People go to school. You got to go to film school. I'm like, stop. <laughs> I met Free and Sam. And they say, you could do whatever the fuck you want. And look <laughs> at these fucking people right here that did it. I'm not just saying me, like, look at these people that did it. And they're making good money and they struggled, but they got there. And and then you're like, shit. You know, in the old days, you, people didn't really choose. They just took whatever paid them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they had a different mindset. But that doesn't mean it's, it's, it's true or accurate. You got to rethink everything for yourself, man. Thanks. At some point in your life... Take inventory of that shit. All your beliefs. Because it was all handed to you. Just take a second to go, was that verified? Did I verify that with anybody? You might be like hating. Like people are taught to hate another race. But they never stop to go, does that make any sense? Yeah. If they did and actually like, you know, learn, like educated themselves with like documentaries, books, whatever it is, they would probably change how they think. You know, but they don't always do that. No, for sure. I do want to go off on like tangents and talk about like principles because yeah. it's so important, man. Facts. Like, that's the shit that kept elevating me one little drop at a time. Like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And then just different like, perspectives. Yeah. How to feel confident when you're not confident. All that shit. True. Right? Bro. That, that fake fake <laughs> the confidence until you make the confidence. I like that. You got to like kind of fake the confidence by saying, if I were confident, if I had released a song, right? Let's say I, five years from now, I released 10 songs already. Now, how do I act? What do I do? Because actions are all you need. Facts. You don't actually have to have the confidence. You just have to act confident. So you just say, all right, if I had released 10 songs already, I'm picturing myself. I'd be like, all right, get up probably fucking eight in the morning. You know, I'd probably fucking work out, get dressed, look good, feel good, and hit the studio. Good. Yeah. And go, let's go work on that damn song. It's not ready yet. The yeah. beat's not quite right. You got to sculpt that thing, man. It doesn't just, sometimes it does, but usually you got to sculpt it, you know, go back. and. But you're not going to sculpt some shit if you think it's going to, it's not going to work. Yeah. So you got to just pretend to be confident. You can't be like, I'm never going to make it. Facts. You can't go into a fucking boxing match and your manager's like, dude, you sure you want to go out there, man? Like, yeah. Right? Or just already like telling yourself, well, I might lose. Or right? Lose. Yeah. Dude, that dude's big. Yeah. He's going to fucking murder you, man. You can't tell your boxer that. You got to be like, you the fucking greatest, motherfucker. Facts. Nobody can touch you. Like, we just emotional animals, man. Like, that's why having negativity around you, 
You gotta you, cut. You gotta get them off your set, man. You consume your uh, whatever environment you're in. You consume the energy. I mean, because at the end of the day, we are energy. It's just yeah. like whatever's around us. No matter how strong we think we are, that's how that of we're course. gonna end up like that. People always say you're the average of the five people that are closest to you. Exactly. Absolutely, man. It's I have a great analogy for this, man. I got to share it. I know I'm hogging the mic and I, know, I promise I'm going to give it to you, <laughs> but I'm just excited. <laughs> so like, just bear with me because it's such a great analogy for you guys, man. This is your fucking movie. You the fucking sound, the music, you're the fucking producer, the director, the star. It's all coming out of your fucking eyes. Nobody else's. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's your fucking movie. And even if you got a great vision and you're confident in yourself, even if you are, you don't want people on your set just yapping away at your ear. This is stupid. Who do you think you are? Do you going to make a fucking movie? You know what? Listen, motherfucker. You say one more fucking word, <laughs> you off the set. You off. And if they won't leave the set, guess what? I'm going to take my fucking set and pack it up and move. And you know, you're not even going to know where the fuck I am. Yeah. Get off my set. And it's not because you don't love the person. It's just you can't make your movie if somebody's fucking yelling every time you, you call action. Yeah. Yeah. Like, God damn it. If I got to hear you one more time, because that shit's distracting me. Nice. It's not that they really control me, let's say, but... Like you said, you feed off that energy. You can't yeah. help but hear it. Your ears are working. We're going to plug your ears. So you have to take control of the movie set, man. Yeah. And you got to say, we got to pack up and go. Or come here for a second. I love you. Really, I do. I know it's not your fault, but you got to get off the set. I'll call you. I'll call you like once a month, once a year, once every five years. I'll decide because it depends on you. <laughs> If you're nice to me, I'll call you once a week. Hey. If you're not, maybe once a year. Find I out. choose. Sorry. True. It's, it's not. Look, I'm not telling you you have to act different. I'm just telling you I can't have you on my set trying to make some movies. I'm trying to make some music. I can't make music when you're, you know, telling me all this negative stuff in my ear. 100%. Very important, man. And oh. you know damn well all of us got those people. I got to say... Since I turned 40, not many. Yeah. Dude, even, look, I love all, everybody. I actually love everybody. Even people I don't like, I love them. I just don't like it. I don't want to hang out with everybody. Yeah. And some people aren't nice to me, man. Right? And some people talk down to me and make me feel bad about myself. And I don't yeah. need that. Like, it's not that I'm trying to avoid reality. I want feedback, but not negativity. You know, you know, when they're trying to just, they're bitter they're not happy. They got problems. They got mental health issues, maybe. I can't. I'm sorry. I love you, but if you're going to hit me over the head every five seconds with a fucking baseball bat, I'm going to have to say I love you from far away. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. And that was a big realization because I, over time, a lot of friends fell off because, you know, they weren't getting the attention they wanted from me. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm not going to hang out with you just because you're pressuring me to hang out with you. Yeah. It's my fucking movie, dude. I'll see you on the next set. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. Take, take control, man. Because you know that's that's hurt you probably in your pursuit of your dreams. Like, you know, you, other people weighing us down, man. It, and it happens to all of us. We got to take care of people around us. But how are you going to make your movie? 
I say you tell these people, hey, I love you. And that's kind of what I did. Hey, I love you, but I gotta, I'm busy. I gotta do stuff. Yeah. When I make my movie and get paid, I'll be back. I'll bring the send the rope down and be like, come on up. Come on. I made some money. Like, I don't have now. time right now. I gotta Please. hustle right now. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. I think you gotta give yourself the the get the, the oxygen mask first before you take even even on the planes, they tell you that. Yeah. Take care of yourself so you can breathe before you start taking care of someone else. I've gotten that. I've gotten the habit of like I guess like tending to other people's needs before mine and that killed me through life well just for a couple of years you know what i mean but like now i feel like i don't know just uh i've been in just like a very type of weird place i guess in my life i guess right now and uh even with music because i feel like i'm on the right path i know i'm on the right path and i'm doing what i'm supposed to do but I mean, a part of me feels like just something's been missing, but I'm not sure what it is yet. There's a part of me with something missing. I don't know what it is. What it is. I don't know what it is, <laughs> what it but is. it's just something's just been missing. And I just feel like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like my energy's been kind of everywhere within the past year or two. And it haven't gave, given me like enough time for myself. And I had to let go of some people because I feel like, Letting go is also an act of love also. You know what Absolutely, I mean? dude. So You're doing each other a favor. Yeah. If it's not the right puzzle piece, how are they gonna find their puzzle piece if you fucking holding on to that shit? Factual. So serious. I, mean, I agree with that. I mean, even like with the relationships, you get find a girl who's like, you know, potentially the one and Amazing. then you're kind of like actually knowing like at the end of the day that they're not the one and then they're like you know it's not the puzzle for you i'm not you know i don't want to block think about this man you very important being with someone else exactly you know? <laughs> think no but i know it sounds like self-serving but it's not yeah. like even if that puzzle piece is afraid to lose you afraid to be alone mm -hmm. what if there's no other i mean i used to be that puzzle piece to come around that fits them as good as you do Right? Even if they feel that way, it's still better to let them go because there is, you, you know when it's not fitting. Yeah. And I used to do that too. You hold on because you're afraid. What if you don't find the the better fit? Right? What if, oh, you made a mistake? But dude, you know in your gut, you know, yeah. you got to let that Life go. Life always reveals itself though. You know what I mean? Yeah, Factuals. I was that person before and I was in an eight-year relationship and I remember Sheesh. just like being in that relationship thinking like, this is the one. But yep. then actually knowing like, okay, this isn't the one, but I'm going to just stay in it because it was very comfortable and convenient. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was kind of serving them versus them. We, each other serving each other. And, you know, she was still younger, but at the time, you know, I had to really understand that, you know, I'm not really being a hundred percent in this relationship. And, you know, I think it's best that I just exit, you know, during this time, because if I waste any more years, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not saying it was a waste. It wasn't a waste. But like eight years in, you're like, I mean. Well, you learn whatever you're going to learn from each 100%. other. And when you feel that feeling of like, you, you got you to move on, man. Yeah, I mean, and it's still And, and you're, you're doing them a favor, too. Like, mm -hmm. dude, I was married. I was with my, my first, my ex-wife for 11 years, man. Yeah. Three kids. But really, I think both of us will admit, after a month of dating, we kind of knew. Because it was like, not, there were just issues, man. Controllingness, yeah. uh, fighting over, like, 
we were both probably not emotionally intelligent. I wasn't. I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah. But we stayed together. And the more we stayed together, the more we were the more like, got. And, and we kept breaking up, getting together, break. Cause, yeah. And I remember it was that fear of being alone. Yeah. And ultimately we got married, man. And then when you get married, I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll have kids. Cause I just thought well, that's what you do. You don't, I want to have kids. So I'm married. This is it. I'm never going to get divorced. This is it. I had a lot of like, <laughs> I had it. a lot of false like assumptions. Like I'll never mm. get divorced. Not mm. me. I'm not, I'm not these fucking losers, man. That's what I'll be saying too. Right? right, now. <laughs> right? I judged, I got to tell you, I'm just being honest. Right. I judged divorced because I came from the old country. I was four years old. I was born in in Ukraine and came when I was four. My parents, all my family stayed together, you know, so you for had, the most part yeah. until recently. But I judged divorced dads thinking, man, they can't even keep their family together. What the fuck? Oh, right? Loser. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I didn't say it. I would never express that. But, but I'm just saying it. deep down, I was yeah. like... Yeah. man like dude like that's not family values right but then it happened to me you know and i realized i didn't really have it all figured out <laughs> like i thought and i had so much fucking guilt and anxiety from leaving yeah so much guilt abandoning my children even though i kept them half the time the whole time for 10 years now but even then i was like i'm abandoning them half the time like uh, being a father was the most important thing to me and i basically was like i am a fucking loser at the most important job that i had being a husband and a father mm. you know what i mean it was hard man yeah. I, had, I went to therapy i went to like actual therapists which i would never do but it kind of opened me up man because it took two years after separating of like still blaming her and arguing with her over the phone but reading books and going Fuck, something's not working here, man. Like, yeah. we're still arguing. I'm still, like, I'm angry. We're like, this isn't together. good. Why are we arguing? Yeah. And I started reading, like, <sighs> anger management books, assertiveness books, like, yeah. and realizing, damn, dude, I am, like, emotionally <laughs> retarded. <laughs> That's not a good word. I shouldn't use. Emotionally unintelligent. Yeah. All right? Really? I was, man. Like, I, and I didn't know it. I just yeah. thought, well, this is how you, you are. This is how a man acts. You know what I mean? I didn't know how to express my feelings, what I really thought. You just like hide it all and act macho and yeah. and don't talk to them if <clears throat> you don't get your way eventually or, or yeah. you know, or don't say anything. I would not say anything yeah. for a long time about stuff until we get so bad where I just blow up about it. And then you just... Yeah. And then you're the out. bad guy and like, yeah. just, dude, it's typical stuff, but didn't work very well, man. Like I'm... I, now I look at myself after like all these these last 10 years of like progression and I'm like, damn, dude, yeah. different, definitely a lot different, man. But it was a lot of learning and looking at yourself and admitting like, all right, maybe you don't have it all figured out. And that's it's not easy to do. No, 100 percent. I'm at I feel like I'm at the point in life where I'm willing to let go of anyone just because I feel like if it's meant to be, like, no matter what, you're going to find your way back to that person. So I just feel like at any given moment, I mean, of course, my feelings are attached and it's going to hurt regardless. But I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm willing to let go of even people that I love the most and care about the most. Yeah. And Listen, if they come back. When you go to the gym and start a workout, like, 
you know, program, you know it's going to hurt. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to hurt. But you, as long as you know the why results. you're doing it and, and, and like what your gut's telling you and follow. I think you always follow your instinct and your gut because it just tends to be right more often. You might still be wrong, but like you said, there, and if you could do it in a kind way, you you know, yeah, if it's course. meant to be, like if you guys are really a good puzzle fit, it's going to come back. It'll come back because that puzzle would be like, holy, there's, not, there's nothing here for me. Like, yeah. Paris, where are you? <laughs> and if it's not, then you just got to go like, all right, well, I hope they find their their match. Yeah. And we were close, just a little off over here on this edge. And I think that's what life's about, you know, kind of fine-tuning and tweaking, you yes, know, every baby. every moment. I mean, of course, in any part of our lives, we can always kind of come back and adjust, you know, like kind of fine-tune them. And, and, you know, it's kind of like this board right here. You got to adjust that and fine-tune the that proper sound that needs to be there, you know. It's never time. exact, never perfect, right? Yeah, it's just sure. you. But you can, like, <clears throat> dude, I love that analogy, man. Like, you know, and it's like... It doesn't have to all be tens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. You know, and you may you like look it's at things balanced. that don't work for you and you know? go like, okay, let me tweak that a little bit. Like, hey, like smoking pot isn't effective for me. It makes me lazy. All right, what do I want to do about it? Yeah. Or do I want to not? It's okay not to, man. See, yeah. I want to. I want people to accept themselves, and if that's the life you want, that's okay. It's just this game kind of gives you what you put in. It tends to right. Hard work. You got to put in hard work. 100%. Like, I never saw anyone make it. Like, oh, they followed their dream and they got lucky. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes to think that. Like, Britney Spears got lucky. Dude, she worked her ass off, dude. Yeah, I mean, she was Anybody on that made channel it, for, yeah. like, as a kid. I mean, yeah. you know. Justin Bieber got discovered on whatever, like, but YouTube. But... He was doing work. See, but that goes in with just doing what you love, though. It's yes. Because like, I feel like I, I fell into the place where I was just, like, working these jobs or whatever just to, like, get bread. Just, like, because I had to survive. So it's just, like, yep. once I kind of, like, stopped that and kind of was just like, you know what? No matter how hard it gets, no matter how much of, like, um, uh, I don't have this or have this right now. It's just, like, at the end of the day, I was happy, like, still doing what I love. And then eventually I feel like doing what you love it'll bring what you need you know what i mean exactly yes so it's just I mean, like i mean i feel like a lot of people have like a lot my my opinion i feel like a lot of unhappiness with people they're not doing what they love they're working nine to fives every day coming home too tired to work on their dreams and then they do it again and again and again and again and then they get to the age to where it's just like they retire and it's right. kind of just like too late yeah the reality though is and i'm a, I, I just I feel like I'm, I try to be a realist, really like a realist. The reality is the system is not really set up for people to find themselves. The school system is fucked up. It's like a prison system. It's like sit there and shut the fuck up. For example, if a kid is loud, a loud mouth in class, the teacher should be emotionally intelligent enough to recognize that and say, hey, Johnny, come here for a second. You know what? Looks like you like attention. You might be an entertainer. How would you like doing once a week? I'm going to give you five minutes in front of the class. Come up with a routine. Keep it clean. Right? Or, hey, have you thought about dancing? Or do you want to take a comedy class? Like, why do they shut that kid up, send him to the principal's office, tell him he's a, you know, he's a loser? Because they're there for the paycheck. 
they're there for their paycheck, man. They're not trained. And also, they didn't get trained. It's just kind of like yes. the police. It's like, you know, I mean. Right. They're, Poor they're, training, they're, dude. No one's been trained to be emotionally intelligent. To right. To be compassionate towards these people. Factuals, so it's like, bro. they just lash out. I'm going to just shoot them or I'm just going to send them to the police office. I mean, I mean, to the principal's office and then, you know, let yeah. them handle it. And then they send them home to their parents and their parents are like, why are you being bad at school? It's like, Look, well, man, I'm not. I'm, this is, I'm, it's proven around the world that the police force and the edu and the teachers yeah. get better with better training and better and higher standards yeah. and higher pay. And I'm not saying it's easy to fix that, but that's what you need to do. 100%. Like the school system is not going to work until you have higher standards. Mm -hmm. All these, you know, there aren't that many teachers that are actually should that actually should be teachers mm -hmm. or that are trained properly to be teachers. And yeah. then there's like amazing ones, but they can't do the work of ten teachers. Yeah. That's what it is, like a one to one to nine ratio. I mean, I remember in high school, I only had probably like three three teachers that I really liked, and the rest I was just like. I don't so really is like it, you. Yeah, so is it you or the teacher? Because you know what? That seems to be the magic number. We talked to Dylan. He's like, yeah, there were like three teachers that were amazing. And then I don't, the rest, he basically flipped them off on camera, I think. But I, I mean, mean uh, there was really like three teachers that I can really count on my, my fingers and say like those teachers really made an impact in my life. You know, I mean, not saying the ones that were too hard or, you know, rude. I mean, they just... For me, I mean, I remember running to a teacher that I had and, you know, this is 10 years out of high school and I never remember their name because I'm like, dang, like, what's your name again? You know, it's like, you know, I mean, but the teacher that was really good to you, you're going to remember their name. You're going to take them to lunch like because of you, you helped me. And I think, you know, just looking at our relationship and the other people's lives that you touch, I feel like a lot of people would look up to you in that way because it's like you've kind of always shown that type of uh compassion towards like a lot of people like me paris uh leoba mary jane little fresh sam like you know you always kind of no matter what how many years it goes by or whatever it's like you know people will know like yo rick he's a good dude he really did kind of put me in a position even though he didn't have all the answers or whatever it really helped me in the in a, in a huge way i mean for me in my life I mean, who would have known where I would have been, you know, without, you know, linking up with you? And it's only been, like I said, what, two, three years? And, you know, I mean, we went through some tough times. I mean, especially, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but, you know, when uh, I had went to jail, you know, Rick actually helped bail me out of jail. Like, you know, I talked to him when we were filming this documentary and he was like, you know, man, if you're ever in, in a situation, you know, I got you. Like, you know, and I was like, a lot of people say they got you, but it's like, do they really got you until that time comes? And it's just crazy because, like, that Shots, time came man. and, you know, I was in jail and I was like, you know, I mean, at the time my family wasn't, like, financially enough to, like, say, you know what, I can get you out. So, you know, it's like, well, there's one person. And I called Rick and, you know, I mean, it meant a lot, you know, like for me, it was incredible. Like I said, just to be able to like have you be there in, in that time of need, you know, that was like a powerful moment for me. It was like a dark place in my life, you know, and I, like, a lot of us, you know, we have 
these dark moments in our lives that we go through and it's like you were a light in that moment in my darkness and you know i was like i know you battle your own insecurities and things like that but it's like you're so much of like a beacon for so many people you know and i mean it's so powerful to like like i said to only be there for what was it a few hours or something a day and then i was out and you know i was like you know what free we're gonna help you beat this thing and and i'll beat it you know i, I was able to overcome it and you know just looking back at it it just really shows the the character of people that you come in contact with you know what i mean i'll call you my family really because like you know family is not just blood like you know even meeting paris and in london i mean i remember when you first was talking to these guys and all of us were kind of like working together you know taking pictures filming and you know i mean you were just in our corner and like whether things worked or didn't work i mean you still believed and you know i think just that faith of like showing that uh you can put that much faith in somebody you know it meant a lot for me so you know i just like i said i want to acknowledge that for sure you know that's firsthand i can't even you know front and be like all of the things that I've gotten is because of me. Like, you know, it's a, all the people like you that's been there, you know, regardless of if I had a job or not, you know, it's like, you know, hey, Free, I got this soccer arena, you know, you want to come in and like create something epic. And, you know, I mean, we did. And, you know, just like I said, just being that person and, and that beacon and just like that light during the time that, you know, I really needed it was, was powerful. You know, I'm really grateful um and yeah i mean i can't wait to you know build continue building and continue like pouring both of us kind of pouring into each other's lives you know i think it's a lot of great opportunities ahead and you know the future's still bright and you know like i said i love the kids and what you have planned and with every venture that you're doing i mean i i'm all in you know 100 percent. so you know you got me <laughs> that was fucking beautiful you know ah, I, I try was, to keep the tears back you know nah, that but, was dude that was crazy. Know, was, I really appreciate that man this man is the truth for sure Slick Rick the ruler Slick Rick <laughs> yeah in my phone that's his name <laughs> Slick yeah, my, Rick the ruler <laughs> mine's is Slick Rick <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome that man. was crazy bro that I didn't even know all that man yeah I mean I was it was a tough time. I mean, like, uh, I talked to Rick. We were, what we were doing, like a documentary with a few of your friends. And, uh, you know, prior to the documentary, we was filming and I was like, I don't really feel all the way comfortable, like, filming right now because, you know, I feel like there's like this dark cloud over me. And I remember just like this one night, I just was like open with Rick. And, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable with a person that you kind of just, just met. met yeah. You're like, damn, like, I mean, I'm I'm clean, bro. I don't have no problems with the law or anything, but just in case something does happen, this is what may occur. And then, like I said, just maybe a month or two later, I was on a cruise with my family and like, you know, we were coming back into the docking into Long Beach and, uh, out of nowhere, like, you know, we got a knock at the door like six in the morning and we're on a cruise. Like, you know, you don't think like yeah. the police is coming for you. So it's like my brother gets up and he opens it and it's like eight police officers, border patrol people like storming in. 
you know, coming in, they're like, are you so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, you're going to jail. Like, you got a warrant for your arrest. I'm like, what? what? Like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, dazed and confused, you know? And there's like camera people filming me and taking pictures. And I just felt like, just like so embarrassed. Like, you know, like, damn, like they're trying to pay me to be this criminal. I don't even know what I did. And, you know, I mean, during that time I was being framed by uh, an old person I used to work for by a name of Jeff Hamilton. And, you know, he was a famous jacket designer in the world, you know, in the 90s. You know, he made the championship jackets for Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, like, you know, all those jackets that people wore in the 90s. He was like that staple. And, you know, he was trying to steal some of my artwork and I ended up moving out of the studio where I was managing. And, um, you know, he made up a story saying that I broke in, I stole $80,000 worth of jackets. And, you know, I mean, if I were to steal jackets, why would I leave the Kobe Bryant jacket or the Michael Jordan jacket or the Muhammad <laughs> exactly. Ali jacket or all the, the good jackets the good were jackets. left? It didn't make sense. Man. It's like, yeah. why are these jackets left? But then I stole these off brand name jackets. That doesn't make sense. So, you know, all in all, the police made some fake investigation you know went after me and you know like I said and during that time I was still just working with Rick and I was like man like I don't really want to make this phone but call but there was a reason he did it yeah cause right didn't he like owe you oh he stole one of well, your he pieces stole one of my paintings and you were like hey man like that's my I art. didn't want him to steal it yeah and like, then you know he was trying to keep he it basically for from everything I read later, yeah. even in yeah. the case file, and it got basically it got it got uh, released. You got released, right? Well, like no, they, I mean I had to go to a, through a jury, and like I said, the jury had to determine that I was not guilty. You know, okay. it wasn't like oh, it just got well, that's swept under a rug. So I mean, it was real serious. Like I mean, they were trying to send me to jail for like right. five five years, like grand Damn. grand theft, and you know, I mean, I could have been in jail now. Like it just happened last year to where I was actually like released from it but like you know i mean there was only a few people in my corner during that time and like i said rick was definitely one of those key components in like making sure like you know mentally i was like you know taken care of and like financially like whatever i needed you know he came through and was like you know free if you need to work or a job or whatever i mean you need a place to sleep you mean I ain't got much, but you know, and I mean, this is even before he had this house. I remember you had that uh, the, the townhome, one. yeah, so. not too far from here. And you're like, yeah, bro, but I'm about to get this house, and I mean, I'm just so blown away by just like even the determination, like you know, through all the things that you've gone through, you know, you're still able to manifest, you know, all the dreams that you had, and you know, I mean, this is a manifestation and making your dreams reality. So it's like I know you were a realist, yeah. so it's like. I'm just you faking know, it, man. Like, really, just, just... This is yeah. a dream come true, you know what I mean? To be in this house, to be able to have your kids, you know, live a, a nice life outside of, you know, what other people, you know, in other countries. I mean, in Ukraine and in Soviet Union, I'm sure they won't live a life like this. And, right. you know, I mean, like I said, you're doing a phenomenal job just for me. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I'm just grateful, like I said, for you Appreciate being Appreciate that, man. Like and you made my, I don't know, like I just really appreciate you saying that, and you didn't have to go into that, but like yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't, it's and nice it's to, not a thing that I I like to talk about. I mean it's not something I'm, I don't want to say I'm ashamed of it, but you know it's a 
a moment of where someone tried to, you know, tarnish my name and, yeah. you know, people could read things about you and hear rumors about you, but it's like, you know, the ones that really stay by your side through thick or thin, you know, that's yeah. what really shows like the, the true meaning of life. Like, you know what I mean? Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.